0: checking everybody welcome to another additional buy or sell it's a friday we'd love buy or sell uh glad to have you guys with us rodolfo sorry man you just took that l in the chat with andrew jackson getting in first Ooh. today love it Andrew. Anyway, this video brought to you by the guys over specifically the guy over at my perfect franchise that would be Andy. Let him help you find freedom in your next venture. Use that email address on the screen. Call that phone number 404-973-9901. The bottom line is if you're looking to finally start working for yourself, building the dream, if you will, Andy can help make that happen. That's what he does. Uh, and we love that he is a partner with us on the shows. Guys, as you filter into the chat, do us a solid like this video, subscribe to the channel maybe ring that bell, get notifications. Like do all three of those things uh, and we would appreciate it. And we're... <laughs> oh, I just got distracted by the chat on war because Ben... <laughs>
1: oh, he did <laughs> remind is this, this is this is this supposed, is supposed to, be, to be the roast. This is so many... I, I, we forgot about that. Honestly. We did. We've been doing so many things, but this is the promise like... A M people get to ask all their questions. Well, we, we didn't advertise it though. yeah,
0: so I mean, we haven't advertised it at all. I'm willing to take the slander and be a good sport about it, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out, Ben. We're doing this on the fly. Honestly, we were just thinking, uh, we were just thinking, let's do some buyer sell and have a good time on a Friday. Uh, what up, I Texas like boys? you. by
1: the way, I like your What's shirt. That-
0: I might have even worn this earlier this week. You know, it's one of these things like it snuck up on me and then it was like, oh, it's showtime. I guess I don't have any hair to comb or anything, but, you know, it's a good thing I did. And otherwise I'd look fairly homeless this morning. I just been very much a lazy bum all morning long on the Orange Bloods message boards, just doing busy work. Anyway, guys, either will roast me, see, I do Paxton. I think you're right. I don't remember what day it was, but when I grabbed this shirt earlier today, it was in the dirty going to the uh to the dry cleaning section, but I wore it cuz it was already buttoned and I could just like throw it on. That's how lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how lazy I've been today on war. I'd selected my shirt based on How little effort I would need to put into buttoning it up. So good call, Paxton. You're 100% right. Guys, if you want to get your buy or sell questions in, super chat those bad boys. We'll skip them right to the front of the line. Uh, You guys know how the game is played. You ask the question, and Anwar and I kick it around, and we do it in buy or sell format, uh, and we have a good time with it. Our producer, Blake, has got a question raring to go. So let's get the party started. Question number one today. Buy or sell. Sark flips at least two currently committed prospects. Obviously committed to other teams. war. what do you think?
1: Hold on. I, I was shooting out something to A&M fans. I'm saying Texas A&M fans, feel free to join the show right now. Catch wants to know why you guys hate him so much. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay.
0: I feel like at the end of the day, my snarkiness and just like general snarkiness. Yeah. That's the word that may be the thing, right? When you've been a constant smart ass for 20 plus years to somebody, that may be it more than anything else. Uh, As to this particular question.
1: Okay. Answer the question. Uh, Sark flips at least two currently committed players. Um, I would buy that probably just because I think that happens in general catch. You know, I don't know what the number of flips are per year, but I, you know, I, you know, now now the, the, who is the, is the question, but I think in general uh, catch, you know, the guys who are committed in July, you know, at this time of year there's going to be a a percentage of those folks that, you know, change their mind somewhere later in the year. Coaching change happens at some point in the year. You know, something happens and it gets thrown off. So I'd buy that, but basically probably just based off of following football for so long and feeling like that's probably about average.
0: The Sark has shown it. I'm a buy. Sark has shown a tendency to flip guys. I mean... Did it with Anthony Hill a year ago. We've seen them do it with Kelvin Banks, Cam Williams. I mean, every year there have been guys that they've flipped. They've lost. They've taken a few L's in recruiting over the course of the last couple of weeks. So suddenly it feels like there might be a couple more spots available. So if you're going to fill those with high school prospects, you're probably going to need to flip somebody. So yeah, I think they're going to, I think, the, if you set it at 3.5 Paxton, mm-hmm. that's where I would have to, because if you set it at 2.5, I think they would get three. So, yeah, I think they're definitely going to flip two. I can't tell you who, but Sark's history suggests it's kind of one of his specialties.
1: Yeah, he flipped Kelvin Banks, and I know some of that was situational, but they did flip Kelvin Banks at one Flip's point. What's the flip. I mean, yeah, it is. It wins a win.
0: If they, if well, the school they flip a guy from is, it's a school that lost their coach. Still counts. <laughs> it's not like um, <laughs> we can't technically count him because of some sort of special circumstances. No, I mean that's part of the question. So those are certainly the pool of players we would be including as well. Uh, Buck Wild jumps in. It's not really a buy or sell question, but because he paid ten bucks, we'll go with it. He wants to know who the five most important non starters are for this season to make a championship run. Again, not a buy or sell question. Buck, this is a warning. Next time it'll be $20. If you're just going to ask some random question, it's got to be in, we got to keep everybody in line. It's got to be in buy or sell format. That being said,
1: I mean, well, hold on. I mean, I got to, I mean, I got to, I got this is a brand new question now cuz not I've got this, a few. You know. Oh, you go ahead with, with your list. I'm I'm working on my list right now.
0: I'm going to throw Anthony Hill out there right from the get-go. That th- that guy takes off. You've potentially got most of my guys actually might be freshmen. I I want to say the backup quarterback, so probably Malik Murphy, but I'm going to hold off on that onwar cuz I don't know if I'm going to put him in the top 5. But, man, if there's an injury at quarterback at all, suddenly the the backup quarterback, and that would be Malik Murphy as of this exact moment, and probably throughout camp and going into the season, it's very possible that Malik would be a top five. I think C.J. Baxter is a guy that jumps out at this point, would be a non-starter going into the season, but might be a starter by the end of the season. Um. Jontae Cook, Ryan Niblett, Isaiah Naor. If the light, if the injuries rule, I mean, there are a number of wide receivers that can fit into that category. No tight ends. Could probably pick like a DJ Campbell. I don't. I don't know who that fifth offensive lineman is going to be. So whoever loses the battle of the fifth offensive lineman, and then I'll throw Derek Williams out there. As another freshman in the secondary, that by the end of the year could be one of the team's best players. I so mean, that's yeah, not
1: five. Like let's let's more. let's parch it down. Who are your guys? Well, those are all all the guys I said. Because the thing is, like right, I, I wrote down Ryan Niblett. I, I wrote down Ryan Niblett slash John Tay Cook because I'm not quite sure which one of them. Can those we count them as one? one? I count that as one. At okay. This be just because I'm not quite sure which one is going to merge as the guy. I think, I think John was the betting favorite in the spring. I think as you and I both have kind of heard, Ryan Niblett has been coming on, you know, very heavy in, in the summertime. And so I, I've got to see what that, how that whole thing shapes out. But I want to count that as one for me. Um I, you know, I, I'm with you. I brought I, I down Cam Williams just because I feel like he's, he, he's close. Like, you know, he he seems to be, and again, is the, the DJ Campbell. I'm not discounting him. I, I feel like I feel like they really, really want to get Cam Williams on the field. It's not to say that not this has it's a zero as it relates to DJ. This is singular well, Cam he, and I'm Cam could be the
0: starter when it's all yes. said and done. Correct. I mean, again, I think answering the O line question, I don't know who that guy, I don't know who the starter is. There's a part of me that, when I was asked that question, thought of Cam as a starter inside, because I think you want to get your five best on the yeah. field.
1: Period. I'm going to go with C.J. Baxter catch because, I, you know, I think at some point he pa- he probably emerges as the number two guy. You know, within the you know this season, you know, maybe he doesn't, and maybe that re- that reverts back to Jaden Blue potentially. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm whoever, that backup running back is definitely gonna be key for me. I'm I'm with you with um, Anthony and I've and I've got and I've got Derek Williams because I think I I, I think at worst he contributes on special teams this season. But I he he's a guy that's gonna be on the outside looking in. And he's and he'll be pushing guys this spring. I don't know if he's at the point where the catch don't, they're saying well we'll start him at safety just because he is a little bit young. But he'll, he'll be in the mix. For, that's for sure. He'll see playing time.
0: I feel like the backup quarterback has to be one of – Malik has to be one of the five because more times than not, I don't know what the statistical answer is. I'll have to go look it up, how many injuries that we've seen at quarterback and how many different starters have been needed during a season. But more times than not, Texas has needed its backup quarterback to play and start, maybe it's a game. If it's in conference play, suddenly that makes Malik Murphy incredibly important. If I told you that, that Quinn got hurt and Malik starting at Baylor, I mean, suddenly Malik's pretty pretty important. Yeah. So I'm going to go Malik. Okay. One of the freshman wide receivers. So we're just counting that, that two as one. Anthony Hill. I'm going to go with your offensive line. Whoever that sixth offensive lineman is, because if there, you know who I'm going to go Cam Williams.
1: Okay. Because
0: if there's an injury, I think Cam Williams is the guy that they would slide in. Yes. And then the fifth guy, probably Baxter at that point. Okay. We're pretty much in agreement, yeah, right? Yeah, I
1: think we're we're in agreement, and 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 I, and, I, and I and I do agree with you as it relates to Malik. No matter no matter what, and that's a video for another day. But I, you know, goes to someone I had in the war room like that. That that having Malik feel like he's a part of his team is very important, you know. And, and felt so. Yes, he becomes a, a, a guy that you know. It's I mean, hell, you're right, Catch. These quarterbacks do get banged up. You know, that's just – it's, it's a tough position to play, so you're, you're right. I mean, they may need him for – if
0: – there have been too many seasons where the backup – we saw it last year, right? I mean, how important was Hudson Card to the season? You, As much as we all kind of give Hudson Card a pat on the back, they treated him with training wills. They weren't confident in Lubbock to really let Hudson Card let it rip and, you know – you can point to a lot of reasons why they lost that game, but not having confidence in your quarterback until they needed him to like make some miracle plays. And it was like, Oh crap. Maybe Hudson's better than that. Right. I mean, so if Malik's forced to play, are they going to give him, you know, the thing they would have had a year ago that they don't have this year is, Oh, okay. Well, if Hudson cards got to start, we've got, Bijan and Roshan and we will lean on that phase of the offense more and not put it into the quarterback's hands this year. It feels like if there's a quarterback injury and Malik is your starter, they got to let Malik turn it loose. Like the strength of this team, it's real strength on wars at the wide receiver position.
1: Yes. Like 100% because to to your, once you get past like the, the those starting guys, like you, I mean, you've got I mean, what once you say you know Whittington and and Xavier and Ad Mitchell, everybody else you know starts for a lot of programs in this in this country. So yeah, they've they've got a plethora a plethora of weapons there.
0: All right, we got no super chat questions. Shame, okay. shame, shame on all of you. What that means? is I'm just going to randomly pick one from the crowd. Uh, If you want to get your super chat to the front of the line, you know how that works. Uh, Paxton, again, he doesn't ask it in the form of a buy or sell question because it it has a question mark. But if we ask this as a statement and I say, Jalen Catalan is starting at safety week one, your response is buy or sell. So So let's break this down. Who do you think starting at safety? Because I struggle with this. The whole offseason, they've got a glut of guys. They got a ton of
1: guys. I mean, in Thompson's one of your starters. Darren Thompson's in like that. He's viewed as a leader. I feel like he's in. He's going to be. This will be his third year as a starter. Yes. So you you can you can go. You can go there. Listen, the name I and again I'm not ready to anoint him catch, but the name I keep hearing, you know, I keep hearing about Derek Williams. I don't, I know, I haven't heard a lot of buzz as relates to Catalan um, so far. So I I need to wait and see until until I get into camp catch. And that I'm hearing that name as much as I'm hearing Derek Williams. Okay, but you know. Sark, Sark did proclaim that he felt like this guy would be like a first round pick at some point. So, and, and so I, I, I'm waiting, I, I'm waiting on that. So right, that's why it's a sell for me right now, because I just feel like there's a, there's a Derek Williams buzz going on.
0: Paxson, the real answer is, I don't know. I'm going to buy it though because they brought Catalan in for a reason. I mean, there are other spots on this team where they could have used a little bit extra depth. They went out and got Gavin Holmes and they went out and got Jalen Catalan and Catalan is a little bit of a lottery ticket. If you're asking me, is Catalan the game one starter? I feel a lot better than that. than I do about, is he the end of the season starter? And because that means A, he's got to hold off Derek Williams for 12 games, which I don't think they're gonna start Williams. Because if you start Williams in game one, you're telling all those older those older dudes, you're done. Yes. You're done. Sure. You got, you got passed by the younger guy. And considering a couple of those guys are transfers, and I think you know, you don't I think Catalon starts week one. How good is Catalan going to be? I have no idea. It's been since the pandemic year, since he was an impact player. Like, like really good, not injured, playing at a high level. It's been a while since he's been an impact player. So I don't, I don't fully know what to expect, assuming he is healthy. But yeah, I think he gets the game one start. But I think that position next to Thompson is going to be one that is being competed for throughout the season, and maybe maybe that's one where the month of September decides who's the starter in October and not necessarily whatever happens in August. On war,
1: yeah, and I mean, we'd be remiss too if we just from uh just throwing it out there, uh, Keaton Crawford, um, who they you know who they like a lot during the spring, so just and he you know. could be he could be the guy. I,
0: I think that would be that would be disappointing. If Crawford starts, it means you wasted your time with Catalan and maybe you should have gone somewhere else. And clearly they think they needed an upgrade at safety. Like they they addressed it in the portal to if you if you don't get if your portal guys aren't starting or really important pieces in a rotation, then you wasted your time in a and a roster spot. So, you know, you'd you'd think that one of those transfers would be on the field given how experienced they are. Like we all kind of dismiss Gavin Holmes, but that's a guy that's played a lot. And, and and why do we dismiss him? Well, because we think about the cornerback position, and we think, well, that's really competitive there. The real battle and, and opening is in this at safety. I don't know. One of those transfers to me has got to be on the field and starting, or what was the point of that anyways?
1: Well, catch up. Can I, can I can I play? Let me play devil's advocate on that one. Right. Sure. So I, it dairy. Yes. But we've seen with this staff, Jalil Billingsley was a guy who was a contributor at Alabama and he got here and they were like, nah, they, no, they were good on him. Um, you know ben davis you know wasn't really a, a a contributor there but he was he was brought in with that hope that he would be something at the end of the day you know they were good on him even though he ended up leading the team in sacks you know, you know and he
0: played more towards the end of the season than he did correct. early in the
1: season correct correct so know, yeah, like i said he played the team in sacks it was two and a half um but billingsley that i mean they brought in a guy that you know Jay hall was supposed to be you know a guy who's supposed to be a standout that you know, Alabama and what, you know, he could have been something. And there's obviously a lot more that was attached to that than, you know, just the playing thing. But we've seen them bring in guys with the hope that they would be, you know, be something. And, you know, like the case of Jill Billingsley, he ended up getting passed over. So, you you know.
0: Sark has not proven to your point that he's good at the portal. I mean, they've hit on, you know, like. Look, Quinn ain't good yet. So they haven't hit on Quinn yet. Uh, Nayor gets hurt, so you don't really see him. You know, the portal last year didn't quite have the impact that they had hoped it would have. And then you mentioned that when he first gets here, he's taking these SEC leftovers. But... Is Keelan Robinson his best
1: one? What's that? Keelan Robinson, his best portal addition? Watts. Is the Watts, best okay. portal edition. Okay.
0: Um, but, you know, I mean, you'd like for that answer to have been Watts, Nayor, or Ewers last year. And you have injuries, and then you have Ewers not quite, uh, you know, finding his rhythm over 12 games. The, the difference is, and, I, and I'd take your point about a lot of those guys. And I again, I would point to Ajay Hall was a lot. They knew Jai Hall was a lottery ticket. And it lottery ticketed. Um, Billingsley got that weird suspension. Yeah. And Sanders took off. So then you had a guy that wasn't playing, kind of a malcontent to a certain degree because he wasn't playing. And because, you know, Billingsley's probably watching Jatavion Sanders last year and thinking to himself, that should be me. Yeah, I'm sure. That should be me. Yes. And it doesn't go that way. The difference between homes, homes especially, homes like a multi-year starter. Where he's coming from, you know, he could have gone in. He didn't leave as like a senior or as a junior to go to a school that he wasn't going to start at after having been a multi-year starter. I don't know. I, I'm again, the secondary has got questions. Probably more with regards to how personnel is going to be used than maybe any other position outside of offensive line. I mean, everything else, I feel like yeah. we kind of know those. It's like, man, there's like eight or nine guys that could all play. We got a super chat question. Are you ready? Buy or sell. This one's coming from just a dude. Quinn not having Bijan to lean on will catapult him into a monster season. He's saying that that will be the thing that does it, right? Not, he's got badass receivers, not, he's developed more and he's in year two. The question is specifically the not having the Bijan thing there forces Quinn into the kind of player
1: that produces a monster season. I mean it's an interesting question. I, I don't I don't know how not having Bijan makes you better as a quarterback. Uh, you know, and, and it, it 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 you're basically saying like your the running game is kind of average, so he has to throw a little bit more, but you know, more throws means more risk as well. You know, so I'm not you know that I'm not quite sure about that. I'm I'm gonna sell the connotation yeah. that. Not having Bijan would make him better. I think there's other things that will make Quinn better this season, but I don't think the you know you know losing a a, an NFL running back or you know or two for that matter um, would actually make him better. I'll, I'll sell on that premise.
0: Well, think of it like this, Anwar. If Bijan were on this team, a we would be like much more. I'm definitely picking Texas. To win the Big 12 championship, if Bijan Robinson is on this team, right? I'm kind of on the fence. I'm like, they could go nine and three and they get into the game, but I don't know what's Bijan confidently makes me pick this team to win the Big 12. It also doesn't make me suddenly think that Quinn's not going to be a lot better. I mean, I don't think Bijan's whole was holding or the presence of that running game was holding. Quinn back a year ago. It helped him a hell of a lot more than it hurt him. But I think it's just much more important that it's year two, second year in the system. We've talked all off season about how much more of a commitment he's made just to his craft. So just a dude, I'm going to sell. I don't think, I think there's a million reasons why Quinn may have a monster season. Bijan not being there is not it for me. Uh, or Anwar, as, as fate would have it. Uh, another buyer or sell question in the super chat. Thanks for the super. Oh, look at you, Longhorn.
1: We'll talk about this. Yeah,
0: no, when you go 20 in the super chat, you get, you know, we get- sit down for a moment. Let's talk about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, we got this. Buy
0: or sell. Regardless of who the top five lineman is, Texas will need all eight offensive line guys in 2023. Banks? Connor Nato, Majors Hudson, and you listed Hudson again, Campbell Jones, and Williams. Add to that, you could see four or five of the 22s on the field for the offensive line.
1: Oh, well, I'll sell on that. I'm selling as well. Yeah, I, if you've got that much rotation going on your offensive line, um, you've got chaos at, at that point. Catch if you got eight, if you they're rotating eight. Catch, that means the majority of them aren't good. Well, like, you don't want that. I think I won't completely buy
0: that part of it, right? I mean, here's the thing I've been covering Texas football a long damn time, creeping up on three freaking decades. Texas has never had so much offensive line depth that they were just rotating because we just got all this depth. So, A, I've never seen that before. I mean, even when... The other thing is, these offensive line coaches, like they like to have their guys. And you're right. If there's a rotation taking place, it's because the guy who's starting hasn't just walked away with the damn thing. So I think the number's more likely to be six or seven I don't think it's going to be eight. And I think that it probably means after this season, you're probably going to see a transfer or two. But I don't know that Kyle Flood wants to play eight. I think he wants to have six. But I think he wants his five to not need to be replaced in game. You know, he didn't want to play both DJ Campbell and Cole Hudson last year. That was Cole Hudson's job. And then when he wasn't performing really at a high enough level and the injury started to kick in, you started to see that rotation. Um, no, I, I, I just don't see him playing eight on war. And the thing is, I think they've got eight guys that they would like to play right? you probably I'll pick NATO as an example. They, I, that kid just signed a new NIL deal. Like they're taking care of him. They're making sure he wants to stay, but I don't know that he's definitely playing in front of Hayden Connor. I don't know that he's playing ahead of Hudson and DJ Campbell. He might be on the outside looking in, uh, So it's not an issue of like, do they have eight guys that they could put on the field and feel good about? The answer to that may be yes, but will they need all eight? I think only if there are injuries.
1: Yeah. I mean, because catch there's, there's two things I was thinking about as you're talking, like, first of all, you you don't, you you're not taking kelvin banks off the field ever. right i mean that, so ever right so that that's one p- spot that you say that you can just forget about that you also you never
0: know? rotate centers
1: that's the number that's the other thing so that's two spots that I was going to say catch you never you don't rotate that so that only leaves really three right and so at that point you still want your cohesiveness and, and and so you may rotate in one guy you know just to give a guy a rest or something to that effect but for the most part you've got you only have three spots that you're really working with and that's it so you know at that point you know it's either chaos or injuries and you don't want either the two and I think to catch I, you also said something you know about like them, they do have eight guys that they like, and they've got eight receivers that they've liked, they've got you know three quarterbacks that they like, they've got they five got a bunch running of, backs I think, that they like. I I, I I we're we're at the point, catch, where I think next year I think Texas fans have just got to brace themselves and know, like, guys, are gonna bounce. Yeah, like, it just, I mean it happens, it's going to happen. And that's and that's why you stack so much talent, catch, and you just keep stacking it and stacking it. Because you've got to prepare yourself to know that guys are gonna go. Like, there's gonna be qu- at the beforehand. We've never really seen a lot of like, oh snap, that guy left. Like that kind of sucks. Like, I think after next season, you're gonna see some some good players just say, man, I gotta go find somewhere else to play. I've been sitting here for a couple of years because that's what happens when you stack t- stack talent. I think you gotta get ready, for Longhorn. That. I think it'd be a, to me,
0: things have gone bad if Texas needs all eight, it's not how they want to play. It probably means you've had a couple of key injuries. And so I'm not saying that they won't need all eight. Okay. But I'm saying only if injuries occur and if injuries don't occur, then it would mean that guys aren't performing at a high enough level. Then it's like, we're rotating both guards at that point. Like, I just, you don't bring Christian Jones. I don't think Christian Jones is coming back. And he had a good year a year ago. Like, you're not, you're not taking too often. Not enough to say, I can see him taking Christian Jones out occasionally for a series. Yeah, And a guy gets to play three or four plays, five plays. And then you don't see him the rest of the game. like did you really need him or did he play if you're asking will eight guys play yes will they need eight man you better hope not because the hope is all these guys are improvements from a year ago they're all young everybody but christian jones is going from young underclassmen to older underclassmen and in the you know with a guy like Majors, okay, now he's in his third year, right? So now he's an upperclassman. But for the most part, all these guys are still really young. Even Kelvin Banks, I mean, Banks is only a sophomore. And I, I think honestly, onward for me, there you're not t- you're not messing with your tackles. They rotated they inside that. last year because they had to, but yeah, they could have put a freshman on the field last year instead of Christian Jones, and they were like, "No, nah, we're keeping his ass on the field all the time." And it paid off for him. He had a really good year. Uh, we got a couple of other super chats, so let's just go right to it. Good question, though. Good question. Texas, but good question, though. It made for a good conversation. Good discussion. Texas boy asks, uh, Jonathan Brooks has a 100-yard game week two and holds Bama quarterback under 50. So if I understand this correctly... Jonathan Brooks is going to rush for 100 yards against Alabama, and they're going to hold whatever quarterback that plays for Alabama under 50 yards rushing?
1: 50, 50 yards rushing or not Not passing, right? We're just talking about – I mean, I don't know so what the
0: 50 it says,
1: it says QB under 50.
0: Yeah, so I think – is that a Jalen Milrow question? May, Texas okay. boy, I mean, clarify in the chat. Yeah, you know I don't want to like yeah, we, not answer your question the way you so, meant to be asked. Sell on Jonathan Brooks having a hundred yard game against Alabama on the road. Nope, don't see that. I mean, it, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm certainly not predicting that going into the game.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm a hold on one second, catch. You. I'm 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 going to sell on that one, and I'm, I'm I'm looking up so I just I can have the specific. Uh, here, just give me one, give me five more seconds.
0: I think he's saying and rushing yards because he said yes in the chat. Okay, so. No, I so don't just think so we, Texas will hold Alabama's quarterback to under. I think if Milro starts in that game, Milrow is
1: going to rush for more than 50. Okay, so I just had to look it up. Bijan at home had 73 rushing yards versus Bama last season at home. So I just so now we' where I'm expecting Brooks to surpass what Bijan did on the road in a place that Alabama plays well and usually doesn't lose. It's asking a lot to me uh and then do you hold him under fifty yards? I'd probably sell on that one as well i I'm not I, here's why here's I want to sell him a Milro being under fifty yards uh I'm not. One hundred percent sold on Milrow as a passer. Yeah, if he I'm said two hundred yards passing, I could see him going under for that. Me too. Yeah, yeah I could definitely see that. I'm just not sold him as a passer. And I think the only way that he gets anything going is just going to have to be like broken plays and, and extending plays. Like I think that will be you know his secret sauce, and that's why I want to say you know no to that. If he was a pocket guy, you know I can see that argument, but. He's got. He's going to have to run.
0: Although, look, we look at all of the, this. Goes back to the conversation that you and I have all the time, Anwar. Just because a guy is a year older doesn't mean he's automatically better. No. However, there is the capacity that Jalen Milrow could be could be better this year. In the same way that we look at all of the guys on the Texas roster, especially the young guys, and say, "Well, you'd think they're going to be better this year." Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Milrow could, could be good enough to the point where he's not just living off of broken plays, but he has to make a lot of progress, I think, from what we've seen a year ago. And there's no guarantee that he wins that job. And if he doesn't win the job, then I'll take the under on Alabama quarterback rushing yards. I don't know uh, that the other guys competing for that spot that's, that's Jalen Milrow's secret juice, being able to get loose and like put, put a threat on you with his legs. It'd be a little bit like playing Jalen Hurts. Like maybe mm-hmm. we don't exactly know what Jalen Hurts is going to do in the passing game from week to week, but that dude's going to get him some yards. Yeah. Um, just a dude back again in the Super chat. Don't think we don't appreciate that, Justice, a like. uh, dude. Uh by or sell, beating Alabama will be a catalyst for Texas getting a top five recruiting class in 2024.
1: Ooh, I'll let you go with that one, catch.
0: Well, sell for two reasons. I don't think. I don't think Texas is beating Alabama. I mean, first and foremost. So I would sell that. Um, individual game. Let me tell you what beating Alabama. Would it would give Texas a big shot in the arm for 2025. Problem is, man, you get to September and there really aren't a lot of guys that are looking to shake off their... It happens, but guys are kind of headed in the direction that they're heading in. So I think Texas is, at at this point in time, I think they're going to get Colin Simmons. I think they're going to get Kobe Black. And the source I talked to earlier this week thinks that they're the leader for Brandon Baker. That is three borderline five-star prospects at a minimum. Like, that's, and when I say minimum, I mean those three guys are all borderline five-star prospects at worst as prospects. Colin Simmons isn't just a five-star. He's a high five-star. Um, a lot of people think Brandon Baker is the best offensive line prospect in the country. So I think they don't have to beat Alabama to get those three guys. So the question is going to be, would beating Alabama alone be enough to make up the difference of what would be? I I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I don't know if there's enough meat on the bone to completely get Texas to a top five class that beating Bama changes the dynamics too much. But if Texas gets some momentum going, it helps solidify the guys that I think they're already getting, and it sets the stage for 2025 to really have some rocket juice. But it really is hard for individual wins in a season where a guy's already a senior. A lot of times, that stuff just doesn't change those recruitments that much.
1: Well, and, and here's why I'll give you the, the 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 easiest example for that one too. Catch is, um, you know, Texas finished five and seven. And still finish with an elite class, yep. and so you had guys who attended individual games and watched Texas lose. You know, so the opposite would then have to be true, which would mean if a win means that you get more, then the opposite would have to be true, which means losses mean you get less. But we've seen Texas lose and still get guys. So to your point, it doesn't—it it doesn't really equate, you know, to that. It's good moments. But it does. that's not – it's not like, oh, my God, that just happened. Now I got to flip my entire recruitment. They just – guys go, that's great, good for Texas, but I'm still either going to go to, you know, Texas because I always wanted to go there. I'm going to go to the other programs because I always want to go there. Most recruits
0: that wait this – that wait into the season to make announcements have NIL on the brain at this point. Like, that's the new reputation. You know, if if it's November – And there's still a recruiting battle taking place. That's as much nil. So now it's nil, playing time, or momentum from beating Alabama. (laughs) I can tell you the two most important things are playing time and nil. And as gassed up as guys will get about, hey, you beat Alabama. They're going to want to know about that check first and foremost. <laughs>
1: Co- correct. Let's
0: <laughs> not be naive about it. Like, if we're getting to the point where there's some late decisions being made more times than not in 2023 going into 2024, NIL is a big part of it. And there'll be people who are like, that's not why guys are picking schools. And it's like, no, it is actually. No, <laughs> It's okay Life to say seven. it. I, want to. I heard that. So Brandon Baker, this offensive lineman out of California, that's a borderline. He's I think he's the number 25 prospect for rivals.com right now. At the end of this year, rivals will have 32 five stars. They will. They, they, they copy kind of what the NFL draft does. So if he just stays where he is, Brandon Baker is going to be a five star. I heard this week and I've heard this for a couple of weeks that, the thing that has him as interested in Texas as anything is NIL. We know they've got the pancake factory. We know that guys get taken care of. You know, we know that Tavondre Sweat came back this year because they were like, hey, we'll make it, make it worth your while in NIL. So that I happened. think that, you know... And, and, and I think you guys should be excited for that because I hear more bitching than anything else. It's like, oh, a and is going to be paying guys before they get onto campus, allegedly. Whoa, what is Texas going to do? And Oklahoma is spending money. And it's like, guys, Texas is regarded as a powerhouse in NIL. They really are. And the recruitment of a guy like Brandon Baker is perfect proof of that. By the way, Baker lives in California and the state laws in California are such that he's basically allowed to have a business manager who can already solicit NIL deals for him. The state laws in California are completely different than where they are in other States. Can't do in Texas, which you can do in California on but mm-hmm. the inability to use NIL as a stronghold was one of the things that helped get DeAndre Moore also from California. So, you know, I think Texas fans need to be more confident about what their NIL is doing for them. Texas isn't accidentally signing these top five classes because of the the like the spirit of, by God, bringing Texas back and playing for that burnt McCombs, orange and state pride. Like, now nah, the NIL is helping too
1: that it's not about just getting into McCombs, huh i mean catch there (laughs) there are a few (laughs) there there are a few catch i i i don't want to go off the rails but there there is if there's anything that just annoys me right now like just really agitates me is when i hear people complain about nil like right here coaches complaining about nil and they're and they're sending people to talk to folks in congress and bills are getting want to get proposed and i'm just like stop just these these wine i I, I, there's a lot of curse words that i want to use but it just gets on my nerves i'm not gonna lie we'll get to the super chat
0: barry i'm gonna buy your buy or sell and not just because it's you asking the question uh we saw we saw Barron play well against alabama a year ago uh, and look, you know what, Barry? I'm gonna be honest, you being in the chats has me thinking that Baron must be one focused joker because we got confident Barry who is like, Don't sleep on Baron coming for those all big 12 honors this year. We want double digit sacks when we say that. It might be tough to get 10. Barry don't want to hear that. I feel like the expectations internally for Baron Sorrell is that he's about to have a breakout and be one of the best defensive ends in the Big 12. And like, I'm on that train. I think at the end of this season, Baron Sorrell is going to be first team all Big 12. So I've got him getting a sack against out. And look, part of that, is I don't think the competition for Barron to be first team all Big 12 this year is as tough as it was a year ago when there was some first round draft picks that you'd be competing with. Tech had a guy, Kansas State had Big Frank, the freak. Barron, I think you could make a case that Barron's as good right now off of what he did a year ago as any defensive end in the Big 12. So I'm buying Barry. I know I'm Mr. Negativity sometimes, but I'm buying a sack against Alabama. Dominance against their offensive tackles. That's subjective on war. What does dominance mean to you?
1: I think dominance just means like it's not every play because that's impossible to Correct. do, right? That's but why I'm I, asking. I, yeah, so but I, I do but I do believe what that means is. They, 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 they. At the end of the day, they're gonna be like, we remember that guy. Like that guy, that's the eye-opening breakout. Like he went ahead. So I, so yeah, that that's that's like one and a half sacks. That's like you know. I'll,
0: you know what? If we're talking six tackles, two tackles for loss, and one of them being a sack, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll buy
1: that. Uh, I could I could see that. I, here, here's what I know: <clears throat> You're a parent. <clears throat> I'm a parent. We have two kids. I got two kids. I'm not. I'm not coming out and barking on the porch unless I feel like my kid has really got it going on, right? I that that's the one thing I give about Barry. Like he he stays on this porch. Like he's not that guy that's that's on the porch. That dog that barks <laughs> on the porch and then walks back and walks it back somewhere else. Like that. That's that. That you just walk down this street. You know that dog is going to be barking at you from the time you get to that that start that gate to the other end of the gate and then down the street. He stays consistent, and I, I my kid plays sports. Your your, your uh, daughter, I think she still plays softball, right? Or do, or she's still doing it. But it's not. I'm not. I ain't talking unless I feel like I know Max is just going to going dominate. Like I can't imagine myself. It's so much chat. Like. Man, Max is gonna kill it. You ain't not <laughs> you ain't scoring no goals on my son this weekend. It's a shutout going on by or sell. Like
0: you know so, so. but
1: the thing is Barron
0: was close a year ago. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. you could watch Baron at his best, and you can see that guy plays on Sundays, yeah. but week in and week out, he wasn't a Sunday player. So the question is. Is Barron at a point where he's ready? I think he – look, I think the guy plays on Sundays. I I think he's already a really good player. It's about taking that next step. And I think he does it this season, but we still have to see it. It is – and quite frankly, it's the conversation piece that we're having with a lot of guys on defense – Everybody but Jalen Ford. We're waiting to see if Jode Barron truly like becomes an All-American.
1: Yeah,
0: We're waiting right. to see if Watts is going to like be a best cornerback in the Big 12. Is Murphy and Sweat, are they going to elevate and be big-time guys and not just really solid rotational players? A lot of dudes on that defense, everybody not named Jalen Ford, at times last season, knocked on that door where you can see it. You go, that's why they're playing. That's why they have a chance to play on Sundays. That's why they have a chance to be a first-team All-Big 12 player if they can tap into that every week. It's the thing that I want to see from, from Sorrell. And the thing is, if he doesn't do it, I don't think anybody else can, at least in the capacity that they will be asking him to produce. They need they need him to be that dude on war. They really do.
1: I mean, yeah, I know. But I'm telling you, Catch, I I'm, want I'm to say this one more time because I agree. But I tell you what, this, this team has, I think, the components of, of the – they remind me so much that if I had a, 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 the potential, and I know potential is a dangerous word, of that 2019 LSU team – where I do you go into that season and you just see do you think Joe Burrow was just a dude. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at Joe Burrow's, and I know what we're, we're talking about Barry. I'm just going to Joe Burrow his quarterback uh passer rating catch that year was 133.2. So you're just that's like, very hey.
0: Quinn Ewers-ish.
1: Correct, right? So we're talking about Quinn as a comparison, right? I, I can compare that and I'll go, huh? Just a guy, then all of a sudden he takes off look at those receivers and we're looking at receivers here that we say they'll probably play in the NFL that you so and right there was not a whole lot of guys going into that season that you said to yourself ah you know it was just an LSU team that had won maybe eight games or something like that the year before i think that might have been eight games the year before and you just thought ah there's just a team and then all of a sudden it took off he could be back to bringing it all the way back to, to, to Barron. He could be why and uh, be a part of that thing uh, that kind of helps everybody take off. Because if he takes off catch, I mean, this defense is cooking with grease. I don't give a damn if Patterson's here or not. Like, if he's here and he does the damn thing, then, you know, if he's a 10-sack guy, then this defense is, you know, is, is definitely one of the better ones. I don't the Big 12, but in the country.
0: Got to walk before you can run, but I feel like Texas has walked. They've walked, yeah. So now it's like okay, yeah. Take that expression and ramp it up a little bit, like jog a little bit, and they're they've jogged some. It's the thing that makes you think they can get into a sprint mode. By the way, uh, <laughs> look at Barry, Barry coming out swinging. Ovio Gofu starting at LSU. Fast.
1: I don't know what to say to that, Barry. I, yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know. That was so, that's a, such a random statement. Like, I don't, I don't know. No one had talked about. Uh, it maybe he was playing off of my LSU thing. So maybe that. Maybe he was just. I don't. I don't know. know. Maybe
0: someone maybe said
1: something in the. Yeah, maybe there's something going on in the you chat. Know, the you thing
0: know. about Ovi is Ovi's a good player. Ovi's just not a great player. Yeah, Because if he's great, he'd have gone pro. You know what I mean? He's stuck in that good enough that he can play for almost anybody. I mean, he's about to have the rare trifecta of Notre Dame, Texas, and LSU on his football resume, which I've never – that's never happened before, ever. Nobody's ever done that. And he didn't start at Notre Dame, but, like, he was in the rotation. He played in a playoff game. You know, he starts at Texas and has a solid season. Ovio Gofu is a fully capable starting level player for a pretty decent team. I just don't know that he's better than that, which is why he's at LSU right now, because I think Texas wants more than Ovio Gofu production, uh, but not taking it for granted either, which is why LSU wanted him. It's like, well, you know what? We could use a guy that'll get us four and a half sacks. That's actually not terrible. You know, so we, you, if you ain't got anybody getting any yeah, four and a half sounds like that person in the desert who you give the Ritz cracker to, right? It's like, that's the best cracker I ever had in my life. Oh, you know? Yeah. So anyway,
1: uh, it, look, guys, it, it, it does help. It does help that, you know, he knows Brian Kelly, you know, from the Notre Dame days. Right. And then Brian being at LSU. So there's that familiarity as well. Guys, I'm going to give you like
0: 60 seconds. You can get your super chat questions in. We're gonna wrap this bad boy up. If you want to get them in, get them in now. Onward! Do you have any final thoughts? I mean, it's the final weekend before the start of Texas football.
1: Man, I, yeah, man, like this is this is it, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. So it's kind of a. I mean, we got, we, we got, I mean, we're, we start grinding next week, right? So, you know, the practice, you know, the first practice will be on Wednesday. Uh, you know, we got some, you know, we got some media availabilities on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night uh, availability for us. Um, that'll probably be, you know, I'm guessing only availability, like Sark ain't trying to hold this thing open in <laughs> training camp. Like, that's it. You guys get your little things and then get it the hell out. Uh, that'll be it. But I'm looking, you know, I'm looking forward. Well, first of all, looking forward to the weekend, right? I mean, I'm still kid free, so I mean, I'm still, I'm still going to enjoy. Are you that. watching the fight this weekend? So I don't know yet because I'm going to go see Austin FC as well. So I have oh. to, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm an Austin FC guy, so.
0: Well, going to a soccer game match is going to be more fun than watching the boxing Correct. on
1: TV, but. I mean, <laughs> Wait. Like, so is that a date for you? Is that a game date? That, I'm am I'm, I'm going out. Catch. That's all that anybody you can't, needs you're to kid know. Free. Hey, I, 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 I Philip. Listen. And I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> so someone's got to go. Just, hey, listen. I don't know who who is or isn't watching. Catch. You know that. Are you the,
0: cheating nah, on me? Do you have a soccer boyfriend? Like you? Nah, that you, nah. You're nah, cheating on had. me with nah, that. You're talking soccer have... with around my back.
1: Nah, the only boys of my life are my kids. That's it. So that's it. I mean, you gotta you gotta understand. Catch. I don't know who's watching. Unc single. I don't know who's watching. Fair who's enough. Not watching. So I can't say what I'm doing. All I'm telling you is I'm doing something. Fair Who enough. Who I'm doing it with. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. You're fair enough. I, I you're right. You're right. I gotta protect the unk. Thank Final
0: you. buyer sell question of the, of the day before we go into the weekend. Here's the buyer sell. The running back room, thank you, Buck Wild. As a whole, has more yards and touchdowns than Rojan and Bijan combined for last year. Cell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the offseason of when when you always you just tell yourself and convince yourself that you know what you know. It's the kid, I think we're going to be you know. Quinn's going to be better because Bijan's not there. Like, and, and you know what? I think these running backs who haven't really done a whole lot over a 12-game season, I think they're going to have more touchdowns than two guys who are in the NFL right now. One guy who is going number three or four in fantasy football drafts. And then Roshan Johnson, who I've just seen something the other day catch, who's, who was getting the number two reps and Kemp, and they absolutely love him in Chicago. I can't necessarily go all of a sudden, yeah, man, I think the next, these backups are better. I love the question, Buck Wild, but you are going Buck Wild right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but you are Buck Wild. That's I
0: the- Look, here's the thing. I don't want to discourage our guy from throwing in those last-ditch Buy or sell questions at the very end. I mean, we we want those. I literally solicited the question. You got a minute. Get your question in. He got the question in. But you might, might, might. Texas boy is firing it in. We have a better O-line, though. Tell yourself what you got to tell yourself, Texas boy. This is, we're at the point. Oh, boy. Where the, like, the offseason season, heroin, pixie dust. We all need rehab. All of us. That's the beauty. We're almost at a point where we can all go to rehab and actually see actual football and not do this thing where it's like, well, they're going to have a better offensive line. So it doesn't matter that Bijan and Roshan were two of the top five backs in the last decade of major conference running backs that made guys miss and had yards after contact. Like they're two of the top five running backs in the last decade in major college football at doing things that good offensive linemen don't help them do. And now those guys are gone and you just, you just say things like, well, the offensive line's better. So 3000 yards rushing and 40 touchdowns. Here we come. I think the stats increase is in the passing game and it's obvious. Yeah. And Texas can have a good running game on war and not come close quite to what Roshan and Bijan were doing together. But I think the passing game was, we're going to look at the end of the year. There might be a thousand more passing yards. You're not going to have a thousand more passing yards and the running game be statistically better. No, It will be good enough. It will be more than capable, but this team's going to win they're going to score if they're scoring 50 regularly, it's because Quinn's airing that bad boy out. And this, the depth of receivers that Texas has, I think leads the way. That's my final comment.
1: I'm 100% sold on you. What do you got going on this weekend?
0: I don't know, man. I got to call my mom and see if she's down for the babysitting thing. Mm-hmm. Cause if that's the case, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm unlike you. I'm married. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing later today.
1: Mm. Okay. When you're
0: married and you got kids, if it's not kids plans, a lot yeah. of times you just don't have plans. Kind of like I need my MLS to come back fully. You know, these league cup games could just kind of do without, I'm ready for the season to pick back up. Uh, anyway, guys, Thank you, thank you to Texas boy, thank you to uh, Buck Wild, thank you to Longhorn. I'm trying to think of everybody that participated in the super chat today. To Mar- good questions, Mar- Barry. Oh, thank you, Barry, for real, because Barry knows we probably put his question up there anyway, and he did the super chat anyway. That's good looking out, Barry. We got you back. Don't worry about it. Uh, for myself and Anwar Richardson, who have varying degrees of plans this weekend. <laughs> You guys have a fantastic weekend. If there's breaking news of any kind, this Gary Patterson thing turns out to be something that breaks. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll, we'll possibly do a video, depending on. We'll come back. I won't. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'll be back with somebody else you, on the show. You staff. know who said you don't have plans? <laughs> Onward's like, catches writing checks that his ass cannot cash. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. Something, we'll somebody be. will be back maybe ai i don't know we'll figure yeah. it out but at the very worst we'll see you guys on monday with the monday overreaction show a special monday overreaction show mm-hmm. that well will only make sense in like seven seven days uh for myself and anwar richardson thanks so much like the video smash something smash something The bell, smash the subscription button. Just smash some things that aren't an upside-down thumb. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Later.